Who's that? You must be new. That is Bruce Wayne. Mr. Wayne, Clark Kent, Daily Planet. What's your position on the Bat Vigilante in Gotham? Civil liberties are being trampled on in your city. People living in fear. He thinks he's above the law. Daily Planet criticizing those who think they're above the laws are hypocritical. What'd you say? Considering every time your hero saves a cat out of a tree, you read a puff piece editorial about an alien. You could burn the whole place down. Most of the world doesn't share your opinion, Mr. Wayne. Maybe it's the Gotham City in me. We just have a bad history with freaks dressed like clowns. Wayne meets Clark Kent. Ah, I love it. I love bringing people together. How are we? Lex. Hi, hello. Lex, it is a pleasure. Ow, wow, that is a good grip. You should not pick a fight with this person. You know the oldest lie in America, Senator? That power can be innocent. You're gonna go to war. That son of a bitch brought the war to us. You know you can't win this. It's suicide. The greatest gladiator match in the history of the world. Son of Krypton versus Bat of Gotham. You're psychotic. That is a three-syllable word for any thought too big for little minds. It's time you learn what it means to be a man. If I wanted it, you'd be dead already. If man won't kill God, the devil will do it. What have you done? Welcome to the Suicide Squadcast. This is the DC Universe podcast where we discuss the DC Extended Universe movies and... Oh, forget this crap. Scott, let's talk about the Batman v Superman trailer number two. I cannot believe it's been less than 24 hours since this thing was on Jimmy Kimmel Live. (laughs) And oh my God, I've watched it like 10 times already. I showed my (laughs) mother-in-law. I showed Pete. I've watched it like nine times just on my own. It's it's insane. I I may have watched it 20 times at this point. Oh, well, I have work. So, you know, I... 
<laughs> I couldn't watch it that many times. Well, I do as well, but I got some free time in a car. So <laughs> not that I'm really watching it, but I'm listening to it, certainly. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> anyway, let's get right into it, man. Okay, so kind of starting off, we didn't get a chance to talk about this last week because this all happened after we dropped our episode 13. We actually got a teaser that was put onto Gotham, which we knew about, but we actually got to see it. And on Monday night, we had about a 51-second teaser. If, if that. If that. And it was one scene, and it involved just Batman and Superman. And it involved the bunker scene that we saw. And Superman drops down into his bunker. Well, actually, kind of backing up, it actually starts off with Batman. He wakes up, and he's chained up inside this bunker. And he's kind of looking around. He looks to the left and right, and he sees these two guys kind of chained up just like he is to the left and the right. And then all of a sudden, he hears this hatch open, and Superman drops down. And we see that scene where Superman walks amongst these soldiers that have the S emblem on it. And they, bat- and they like, kneel in reverence to him. Right. Uh, Superman just slowly walks right towards Batman. And he is ticked. He is ticked off and he looks right at him and Batman is frightened. Like he's scared. And this is Batman we're talking about. But you can just see him even kind of his lips are quivering a little bit. And Superman just reaches up, rips his mask off. Which I appreciate because the, the mask wasn't like rubbery. Like no. you know, it like he didn't he didn't have to tear it off like Mal- Michael Keaton did it. Like it actually came off like a cowl should come off. Yeah. So it, it's a little detail, but it, I I paid attention to that. Yeah, and so then he rips this thing off and you see Bruce Wayne exposed and he is distinctly frightened by what's about, you know, what's happening at that moment and, and and superman just has like this look of disgust on his face yeah and i was like really mm-hmm. you because <laughs> he even he even looks at bruce wayne and then looks at the cowl just kind of like Ugh. yeah well then he looks at the cowl and he just throws it down and then the trailer abruptly ends and it's it, what it turns out to be is it was just purely a teaser advertising that a full release of trailer number two was going to occur on wednesday night just 24 hours ago and and that's what we got. So, but I wanted to touch on that real quick because it was just such a dramatic scene. No dialogue whatsoever. Very no. intense. Very intense. Dark and dark and gritty. Dark very and dark gritty. and gritty. Yep. And so the immediate thing is like everyone was just thinking it's it's a dream sequence, and it it might very well be that. But I'm beginning to think maybe this isn't a dream, and we'll touch. No, on that no, no, no. To... I want. Yeah, when we talk to the trailer, I got something that I noticed that I want to I want to bring up. Good, good. All right. So let's move on to the heart of this, which is trailer number two, which we just listened to. Now, go ahead, Scott. Lead us into it. Okay, so you we've got some sort of soiree going on. You know, you can tell that you know that you know rich people are driving up. Bruce Wayne draw drives up in what I think I I it feels like a British a British car to yeah. me because uh, my that's what my dad works on. And of course, you got the paparazzi, and there's Clark Kent there. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that Clark Kent, you know, he doesn't know who Bruce Wayne is. Yeah. And the little photographer is next to him was like, "Well, you must be new, <laughs> right?" And then of course Clark introduces himself to Bruce and I just love that that we open up with it it's Clark and Bruce meeting for the first time right well and that's kind of how we started off in the last trailer remember we started off it was Bruce Wayne versus Superman then it was Clark Kent versus Batman and then it was finally Batman versus Superman and in this case we actually have an encounter where it's Clark Kent versus Bruce Wayne I love it I love it it was really weird though because this is this was a very less refined Bruce like the way that bit I paid very attention the way Ben Affleck talked mm-hmm. in the scene, and he—he's not quite clip or crisp. He's—he's yeah. he's got a little—he's got a little edge to him in his voice, kind of a sort of—I don't know, maybe a little bit of that Boston in him is actually coming out. Yeah, a little bit. Which I 
think is an interesting choice, especially when we're dealing with an older Bruce Wayne. Right. I looked at it as kind of a beaten down Batman or, you know, we'll say Bruce Wayne after all these years. It's just, you know, he he does not paying as much detail to putting on the front like he used to. I mean, he's just kind of like kind of his little gritty self as Bruce Wayne. And then I, what got me was just that, you know, I want your I want your opinion on the Bat Vigilante Gotham. And I just love Ben Affleck's little smile oh, before that, it cuts to the logos. That smirk was awesome. I mean, the there was so many great facial expressions that just told so much between Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne here. That smirk was just the most obvious one. It was a great way to kind of end that scene. Well, at least end the beginning of that scene. Right. And then, of course, you know, the scene then picks right back up after the logos with the conversation that they're having, which I thought was an interesting to- uh, choice in this trailer to begin with sort of an elongated scene from the movie. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I just thought that was a very, it was it was not as trailery where they're cutting a lot of things together. It was, we're just going to let this scene play out. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely loved it because, I mean, it really kind of built up exactly what's going on. This is at a at a very kind of fundamental level. There's there's like this tension building up and, and you're building up this tension, not with two different superheroes fighting. You're building it up with their, you know, their alter egos, which I just think thought was incredible. And they're and they're opposing viewpoints right on the topic, because it's so obviously that Clark Kent's going after the Batman and Bruce Wayne looks at him like, huh, <laughs> really, that's where you're going with this. Yeah. Let's talk about Metropolis's problems. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it just and you, you heard it here as we opened up this episode. I mean, Kent comes in, and he says, you know, civil liberties are being trampled on in your city. People are living in fear. And he thinks he's above the law. And I love what Bruce Wayne comes back with. And he says, the Daily Planet criticizing those who think they're above the law is a little hypocritical, would you say? And he says, considering every time your hero saves a cat out of a tree, you write a puff piece editorial about an alien who could burn the whole place down. I love that line. And this is exactly what I was hoping to get out of Chris Terriel. I mean, the dialogue, there's there's like so many little subtle layers to this thing. Um, And I just thought it was excellent. Now, of course, that that, of course, then leads into you know my favorite line, which was Bruce saying, maybe it's the Gotham City in me. We just have a bad history with freaks dressed like clowns. Yeah. And I was like, oh! <laughs> And of course, right before he says that, there's a there's that clip of the spray painted Robin costume. So I just love the whole tying it together part. Well, and I think the better part of it actually was as he was saying a history with freaks dressed like clowns, he glances right down at Clark Kent's chest and then back up and just locks eyes with him. Oh, it was very intense. And, you know, it was at that moment. That's where I've decided, like, these guys completely know who each other are. Yeah, you did get this sense of there's no pretext there. There's no pretext. Oh, man. You know, and I, I think the way this thing played out, I think Clark Kent genuinely didn't know that Bruce Wayne was Batman until he, you know, first saw him step out of the vehicle, you know, because he said, you know, who's that? And he said, you know, well, that's that's Bruce Wayne. And he recognized, to me, I think he recognized the face. And the reason he recognized the face is because I think they had some kind of encounter between Batman and Superman prior to the scene. And I'm betting that Superman used his, you know, X-ray vision and looked underneath the mask to see who he is. And he, he probably genuinely had no idea who the guy was. And then in this moment, at this little event, he saw the face, and that's where he finally kind of goes, aha, that's who this is. And so that's why he kind of confronted him with this whole uh, scene. And I think I think Bruce Wayne really didn't really know who he was until he kind of got face-to-face to him. Yeah, I think the detective kicked in The detective in kicked in, and he's, he knew who he was at that point. Now, of course, right we're in the middle of this intense scene, Jesse Eisenberg's Alex 
Luther just inserts himself <laughs> into the situation. Now, I have to say this. This trailer sold me on Jesse Eisenberg as Luther. Thank you. I was hoping that was the case because I loved it. I love Jesse Eisenberg in this. Yeah, because we have not talked about this uh, prior to us recording. No. So you're getting our raw thoughts right now. But no, finally, I got sold. I was not sold after the Comic-Con trailer. I'm sold now. I love the lack of social graces. Yes. I love the uh, the, the hyperactivity yes. of uh, someone his age who would be in charge of a, of a tech company. Mm-hmm. And I just love and I love the way that that Bruce just goes, Lex, <laughs> like they know each other. Yeah. And, and, and Bruce is just kind of like, hello, Lex, how are you? And Lex is just so excited. Yeah. Oh, and he comes in and, and you saw the exchange. Everyone's seen it by now. But he, he comes in and introduces himself and he says, Bruce Wayne meets Clark Kent. Ha, I love it. I love bringing people together. How are we? Now, I love that line because this kind of goes back to, you know, my theory and many other people that, you know, Lex is orchestrating this conflict between the two. Oh, definitely. And so that's his like little play right there, kind of like this acknowledgement about what he's actually doing. Well, then I love it when he, when he you know, he shakes Clark's hand. He goes, whoa, you have a good grip. <laughs> you should not pick a fight with this person. Yeah. And then it's like directed by Zack Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just love the fact that the movie's called Batman versus Superman. And it starts off with the line, you really should not pick a fight with this person. Yeah, that, that was so well done. And I think I think all three of those people there know who everybody is. Like, I believe Lex Luthor knows exactly who Batman is. You know, he knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne and he knows that Superman is Clark Kent. There's there's such a great dynamic there of, you know, what's going to happen in that conversation. And I hope there's a lot more to this when we get to see the film itself. Now, I got to tell you, because we're about to, I was looking at your notes as we were talking. Uh, this this trailer, once again, I want the soundtrack album now. Yeah. <laughs> I want this music. I was definitely hearing the Junkie XL yeah. this time. The, the, the Comic-Con trailer, I heard more Hans Zimmer. It was, yeah. This trailer, I got the Junkie XL yeah. in, in this one. Yeah. So. Oh, it was great. I mean, the, the music, it actually starts a little bit later, but uh, it's synced so perfectly. All the scene changes and cuts are perfectly synced to the music throughout this entire trailer. And then, of course, we start getting some Superman-centric scenes as, you know, we're getting sort of a Luther, uh, you know, Luther kind of starts to take over the trailer a little bit yeah. with some of his dialogue. I really felt like this this leaned very heavily on Lex's perspective right. on this trailer, uh, which leads to something at the end we'll talk about. Yeah. But, you know, we, we see that, uncle, uh, that underground bunker scene that mm-hmm. we saw at Gotham. You get the scene of Superman appearing before Congress, which we remember from the Comic-Con right. yep. trailer. Um, and you get that, you know, the oldest line, America Senator. Yeah. But it was weird because his next line was a different line than from the other trailer. Yeah. Which was, uh, I heard that say, is that power can be innocent. Innocent. So now I listened to this so many times trying to get it. Now I I heard it could be ascent. It could be absenta. It could be incentive. It could be innocent. That's the word I heard. The yeah. word I heard was innocent. But you're right. It's very, it's garbled. Yeah. You really can't pick it up. But I heard that power can be innocent. Yeah. I think that's where I settled is that power can be innocent. I think that's what it meant. Now, I what do you think he's really saying there? I, w- I still don't really know exactly where he was going with that. I think his point is that, you know, it's kind of like the old quote, you know, power corrupts, absolute power yeah. uh, corrupts, absolutely. I think the idea is that there is, it, it's it's Lex Luthor's idea that nobody with power remains a good person. Right, yeah. So the idea is that there is no way, the, the idea is that power ha- is innocent, it's the person who has to be good or bad, and it's the way they use the power. Yeah. I think Lex's comment is, no, power will make you yeah, bad. Bad. Power is inherently a bad thing. That is awesome. I mean, 
mean, this is Chris Terrio all the way here, you know, oh. with his dialogue. And I, one other thing, uh, I wanted to touch on this because I, I don't know if you caught this. Remember the underground bunker scene where Superman slams down on the ground and he's got those soldiers before him that bow? Yes. If you remember from the earlier trailers, it was very clean. There was like no dust. Yes, I picked up on that same thing too. Yeah, yes. they've, they've added some computer graphics in there to show the dust kind of like, you know, swirling up, which I thought was cool. It just made it a lot more grittier. Oh, yeah. Now, what I love is because then we move back to what, uh, something I love, which is the, the sort of the, the philosophical confrontation between Bruce Wayne and Alfred. Yeah. And Alfred's like, you're going to go to war with this man? And Bruce is like, that SOB, because we're a clean podcast, <laughs> that I was surprised there. I was surprised they went there in the trailer. Like, they put that language yeah. in the trailer. And it was like, that SOB brought the war to us. Yeah. And then we're getting even more of, I just, I get the idea that more of the beginning of this movie is going to be a rewind to yeah. the, the Battle of Metropolis from Man of Steel. And it's not just a rewind. I mean, they shot some of these scenes from different angles. And that was one of I noticed, like, uh, we'll talk about it later, but you actually see, like, a view looking up at Superman and Zod battling up in the air. And uh, so it's not going to be a complete rehash. It's going to be from a whole different perspective. Well, and they even have they even have the Black Zero. Yeah. Which I didn't think we were going to see it that far. I thought we were going to start after everyone's been sucked into the Phantom Zone and it's just Zod and Superman duking it out. But it's going to go even before that happens when the Black Zero is, you know, doing the whole terraforming bit. Yeah. So it's it's, it's rewinding even further. Yeah, this was just phenomenal. And this thing just even gets a little better as we move on here. So we finish up the thing with Irons where he says, you know, you can't win this. It's it's a suit, you know, it's suicide to go after Superman. And, and 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 he's saying that as as we see clips of Batman in the the bat armor yeah. fighting Superman. And in this and in, in these scenes, we're seeing Superman just kicking Batman's butt. Oh yeah. So and it goes with that great line of it's suicide as we're seeing Superman just trash Batman. Yeah. Well, and there's a great scene where they're kind of in, looks like some abandoned building, a real high up floor, uh, right near a stairwell. And Superman just knocks Batman right over the edge of the stairwell and just, they go tumbling all the way down the big corridor, you know, going down a stairwell. And you know what? This keeps on making me think that Gotham City in this universe is going to be, going to have a lot of abandoned buildings. I get the sense that we're going to be dealing with a lot. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of destruction happening Mm -hmm. and it's going to be happening in sections of Gotham City that are like like the the slums, the narrows, or yeah. you know places that there are going to be a lot of abandoned buildings for stuff to get destroyed. Yeah, I think so. And we see that later, where just massive amounts of buildings just get destroyed, and they all look uh, pretty abandoned. You know, you don't see any lights on or anything like that. And so I, I think that's definitely the case. Yeah, uh, I got to talk about this next part. Uh, the Batwing. Yeah. Oh my God, I love <laughs> seeing that thing in action. That that is a piece of beauty. I mean, that, that is, is the most beautiful Batwing. I think yet. Yeah. And I don't know, we're not going to talk about this tonight, but uh, we'll talk about it on our next episode. But there's actually um, some merchandise that's going around and somebody had released a little video of it on uh, YouTube, but it actually shows the Batwing kind of in action as a toy. Uh, it looks like to be in a very expensive toy, but it shows the wings folding up and then the, the thrusters kind of um, moving around. Oh, kind of like a Harrier? Yeah, almost like a Harrier. Yep. And okay. It looks great. And then actually, um, I get a real good close-up view of that thing in that video and in the cockpit of it actually looks like a boat but we'll touch on this more when we get a chance to talk about it uh but i was i, I mean it's it's just weird because it's it's batman flying around and basically having a dog fight with superman yeah and having absolutely no effect whatsoever <laughs> none yeah and then the thing that i love is like it shows superman just kind of elevated up in the air and he is just getting absolutely
absolutely riddled with machine gun fire. And he just kind of like brushes it off and you just see his eyes glowing this really beautiful red. I, I love that they're bringing us into Superman, you know, to just kind of make him really look so much more powerful. Those red eyes just really, I, I think, just are fantastic. Oh, it's so threatening, it's too. It's threatening, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, we get, you know, we get that, uh, we start getting some of those scenes that we saw in the Comic-Con trailer, which mm-hmm. is, you know, Superman flying through leveled buildings. Yeah. And and we get that another scene of, you know, Batman evading the heat, the heat vision blast, firing his grappling gun. Yeah. But we're getting a, but this time we're, it's to a Luther voiceover, but once again, different dialogue than we heard last time. But it's probably all part of the same speech where he's just kind of gloating about what he's done. And it, and it seems to be that Lois is there with him as he's giving his speech. Right. Yeah. Yes. But he says, you know, he comes in and he says, the greatest gladiator match in the history of the world. Son of Krypton versus Bat of Gotham. And it's probably the same speech where he says, you know, day versus night. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, uh, I love the fact that Lois is there saying you're psychotic. <laughs> and then perfect Luther, you know, this is just a guy that you just want to hate so much. He, Jesse Eisenberg plays this guy so great. It's a different Luther than we've ever seen. And I love it. I, I love this little weakling Luther that he just comes in and he says, you know, after Lois Lane says you're psychotic, he says, this is the three syllable word for any thought too big for little minds. Well, and by the way, I noticed the wrapping on his hand like we yeah. noticed before right. with when Superman was kind of bowing down. Mm-hmm. Now it looks like a bandage. Now it looks like it looks like to me like he maybe got his hand cut or something. Yeah. And that's a wrapping. So that's what I think that is now based on this trailer. Yeah, I think so. And kind of makes me wonder. I mean, we know that Jesse Eisenberg ends up bald at some point. So either he's bald now with a bad wig, which is very possible. Because it is a bad looking hair. He's- it is a bad looking hair. But it could very well, you know, we've seen it happen before. Kryptonite poisoning. Um, you know, maybe that's what happens to him. He, he gets, you know, maybe some kryptonite into his system or something. Or maybe he's got part of the meteor, you know, whether it be something that landed on Earth or something that he grew, you know, maybe it's embedded in his hand. Who knows? Yeah, or I, you know, or possibly a kryptonite ring. You know, that'd yeah. be, you know, so, something like that because that's how he went bald post-crisis. Right, right. Yeah. So. Wow. And then we go on. The battle's just continuing some more. And we just get, you know, a lot of the great scenes we've already seen, you know, we saw Batman crashing through a window. Uh, we saw that in a previous trailer. And then, of course, the scene where Superman's been knocked down. And he's laying on top of a skylight. And armored Batman just comes down and just lands on him. And they come crashing through the skylight down to the ground. And then we get the next scene, which is the Batmobile drifting around a corner. Yeah. I'm like, yes. Yes. That was great. It was just one of these perfect things. Like, he had total control of the Batmobile. And he, he basically came you know, car to face of Superman who was just standing there and it, it looks like it's going to be an awesome scene. Oh yeah. And then we get, and then we get more scenes of Batman in the armor punching at Superman and we hear the, the, the modulated voice. Yeah. The one, the one that I feel like confirms my original thought that the, do you bleed? You mm-hmm. will voice right. is the bat voice when he's in the armor. Yeah. L- like that's the voice that the armor produces. Yeah. And that's where, you know, in the, as I said uh, earlier, you know, I thought that that was not Batman's voice in the previous trailer, but it seems like, again, they, they mix in this this line during a fight, so they're implying that it's Batman again. And this one, you know, may actually be Batman. So I could be wrong on this, that the modulated voice is not Batman. And especially now that we know who the big bad is. Yes. You know, it's, it's Doomsday who does not talk. Brr. 
that's, that's him talking. <laughs> yeah, at least in the comics, he doesn't talk. Uh, they did in what the animated movie, right? So, well, no, in the comics, he eventually evolved to the point where he could speak, but uh, not not in this trailer, though. Right. But so this is the great thing. So earlier we said, you know, that Superman was just really pummeling Batman. Well, in they show a little cutscene here where Batman is just pounding on Superman, and he looks like he's really getting, you know, hurt. Uh, you know, it's hard to tell, but it almost looks like his face is getting bloodied up. I didn't see that, but I did see, you know, Batman just going to town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I totally saw this, and I thought I was crazy. But, you know, <laughs> we get another cut scene to sort of that desert Batman, yeah. which we're assuming is the dream sequence. Mm-hmm. But I watched, after watching that thing about three or four times, I sat there and I went, OMG, are those parademons? I know, exactly. I did the same thing. And then Frank and Tim from, you know, from uh, Beer with Geeks and Supergirl TV Talk, they tweeted us this morning, and I went, <laughs> oh my God, I'm not the only one who saw that. Okay, oh, yeah. I don't feel crazy anymore. No. Oh, they're they're they are definitely parademons. They have parademons. I know, really? and that just leads me to that rumor that Darkseid's the bad guy in Justice League Part One. Got parademons, and this is what started making me think maybe this isn't a dream sequence. Maybe this is like you know, kind of like a premonition of something to come. I I don't know, but still, yeah. parademons. Yeah, really? Yeah, I mean, who'd ever thought you'd see that in this? But so I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of like forming the opinion that this is no longer like this little nightmare dream sequence that maybe this is like some possible reality of something to come and that's going to be what leads right into Justice League and I'm kind of hoping that you know we, we're left with like a really big intense ending to this film where it says this is what's coming and you you know you're just basically going to have to wait till Justice League comes out oh. and this could be where it happens you know maybe this is like a you know maybe this is a vision or something or of like an alternative universe or an alternative reality of what could happen if this comes to pass you know and that's what basically unites the the league together. Yeah. Um, I love Superman's line of stay down. If I wanted it, you'd be dead already. And yeah. I love that. That's such a Superman thing to say. Yeah. It's like, I'm holding back mm-hmm. and you should know that I am holding back and I don't want to hurt you. Yep. And it's basically Batman. And then it's kind of like Batman going, well, I want to hurt you. So deal mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Oh, I love that line. And that's a very Superman thing. And I yeah. feel like maybe people who criticized Superman from Man of Steel, that's a line I feel like delivers on who Superman is. Right. I'm not trying to hurt you. You just keep on punching my face. Yeah. Wow. So it was that was just great. That was a great line. Uh, again, like all, all this dialogue, every bit of it that I've heard in all these trailers, I just think was spot on in in layered. There's like so much going on with some of the subtle things that are being said. Yeah. Now, immediately after this, though, there is a change in the music. Yes. And when they showed, you know, Lex in his lab coat and saying, bring it, and you saw Mercy walking in, yep. I, I I called it. I, I As soon as they decided to place that scene of Zod's body being brought in at that moment in the trailer and the sound the music was making, mm-hmm. I went, oh my God, the rumors are right. Yeah. He's going to become Doomsday. Yeah. And I, I, and you know, I was, I was iffy on it, but as soon as that moment happened and that, and I heard that music, I went five, four, <laughs> three, two, there he is. one doomsday. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, just, just even leading up to that scene, I love that, you know, as their uh, mercy graves is walking the body in, they show it from a different perspective and you see Lex standing at the end of this corridor saying, bring it to me. Just, and he's just kind of like waving his hands, like bring it here, bring it here. And there's some very weird cutting going on. It's like subtle cutting. 
cutting where it's like time jumping by like a few seconds at a time that makes it just even that more yeah. energetic. Well, yeah, it goes like I said before, it goes exactly with the music. And uh, that was just it, it was such this was such a different trailer than the previous one. Yes. Yeah. Um, the other one was just kind of like, oh, OK, this and this one was much more like pow, bam, yeah. you know, it, it moved. And I and I and I say it's the music. I really give a lot of credit to the music yep. and the editing to the music because it's that junkie XL. It doesn't have that Hans Zimmer yeah. feel to it. Yeah, totally different feel. It, it it had like when I listen to Hans Zimmer, I, I love pretty much everything he's ever done. It's very majestic, very, um, I don't know, it, a very epic feeling. This one just felt exciting and intense and, and modern and modern. very modern. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, and then Doomsday. Yeah, um, Doomsday. Let, let's, what? OK, let me ask you, what was your thoughts on the character model for Doomsday? Um, I thought it was fine. Uh, I don't expect that that's going to be the only look he's going to have. I, I think he's going to morph, you know, as a and evolve. Him. Yeah, kind of evolve like he, he did in the comics and just start growing the, you know, those little bones or whatever you want to call them coming out of his back and shoulders. I'm kind of expecting that to happen. But it looks like this is like, you know, where he just kind of like broke out of this facility or was released. However, however, it goes down. I thought it was OK. You know, I, I liked it. Yeah, I I'm hoping this I'm hoping it's what you say, which is that that's a look that evolves maybe throughout the fight. Yeah, because I, I, I did want the I like my doomsday with the protruding bones. Yeah, yeah. And I like the too. really long ones. But even in the death of Superman story, it was a progression as he fought. And of course, he adapt. He's that ultimate killer who adapts to uh, his fights. Yeah, um, I'm hoping that the look continues to grow. Yeah. And maybe look a little bit more like Doomsday than what you saw in that brief snippet. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just a great scene. He comes crashing down from this building and he basically comes skidding right towards the camera. And you just see this this incredible looking beast, really. I mean, it's well. And then this is the scene where apparently, you know, Batman's in his Batmobile and it it must be disabled or something. I'm not sure what's going on, but uh, he's got the cockpit open and he sees this thing come and lamb down right before him. And he sees he's about ready to, you know, shoot his his uh, heat vision and, and mouth vision, we'll call it, because he actually shoots these things out of his yes! mouth. Yes! <laughs> and you saw that too. Okay, oh, yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. Well, and Batman looks and he realizes what's about ready to happen and that he really can't do anything. And he just starts to go, oh, shh. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> And then it just yeah. cut right out. But we know exactly where he's going. And that was another one, like the point you made earlier. I can't believe they actually went there. But I love it. I think I think that's perfect, man. Because, I mean, that's what everyone would say. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't <yes>. care. <laughs> and then and then you did see something block it. And then you get that sort of mushroom bubble effect that we yeah. remember from the Comic-Con trailer. And the way it was cut in the Comic-Con trailer, it looked like it came from Wonder Woman slapping her bracelets together. Yeah. I don't think that anymore. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I don't either because it, it this made it this implied it was doomsday that did it and and really it could still go either way but I, I think this is probably more likely that it's doomsday doing it well I think it's I think it's a reaction of Wonder Woman shield, shield yeah absorbing the blast right right I think so and then that cool thing where like it's all dusty and it's a small thing but I love the fact that Superman's hovering like when he gets yeah. thrown back he's hovering above the ground right and I love that and he's still flying yeah you know and then when the dust settles I saw the I saw the glowing of the shield and i went oh 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 my god uh, it, it, is that it that was what this trailer was it was yeah. are, am i really seeing this are, yeah are they really showing this to me yeah and then and then it settles and then you just get that shot of all three of them yeah and i was just like oh 
the Trinity. Yeah, I know. And I, I just want to thank Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment and whoever else is involved in this, putting Wonder Woman front and center. This is oh, this yes. is the way to give respect and to pay tribute to really the most famous superheroine of all time. Oh my God. And then I love it. Superman looking at Batman just going, is she with you? Yep. <laughs> and then Batman says, I thought she was with you. So And, and we get to hear his bat voice not in the suit. Yeah. Which now, is nice because it's just a kind of a lower register. It's just kind of a, I thought she was with you. Yeah. I, I liked it. Now, th- that was the one criticism I always had about the Christian Bale Batman. It was just a little too over the top and quite honestly, almost a little comical, his Batman voice. And uh, this was perfect. It was just kind of like him and his Batman role. You know, he's just trying to be intimidating. He drops, yeah, he, his, just, he drops an octave. He drops an octave. And uh, yeah, a little gravelly. I, I thought it was perfect. But No, yeah. Um, and then it was just money shot, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. Yeah. And then we get Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, I, I do want to say one thing. And, I, and this happened also at the sneak peek clip at Gotham. Uh, but I love the fact that right there, Batman created by Bob Kane with Bill Finger. Yeah. Yep. It, it and it's and it's and it's huge. Like you can't miss it. Yeah. So I love the fact that the the that the give finger a hand is is right there, and Batman is right there. And then there's Superman created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster. Uh, the only one that's missing is Wonder Woman. I'm kind of curious about that. Uh, why she doesn't get a little credit there at the um, you know Wonder Woman created by William. Well, I mean, monsters. I mean, this is not her film, quite honestly. I, I think that's why. I mean, she's going to definitely get it in, in her film. You know, she's got yes. a solo film coming out. So, I mean, because if you do it here, then, you know, why don't you put in, uh, why don't you put in who created Aquaman or The Flash or, you know, you have to kind of draw, you know, the line somewhere. True, yeah. true. So, okay. Wow. But yeah, what a trailer, man. This was, oh. this was awesome. I, <laughs> I, I just, you know, and again, you know, I'm just like just walking on cloud nine after watching this thing. And then you just jump online and you start seeing all these little criticisms and nitpicking about it and it's just so aggravating well here's the thing though i will even admit the first time i saw it i didn't know how to process it yeah it was so different it's so it was so different and uh, you and i like tweeted each other after seeing it and you of course give me a hard time like you always do because you think your sarcasm is funny (laughs) and i was kind of wondering whether what you did feel about it or not because my first reaction was kind of like huh and then i watched it four or five more times on youtube because it was immediately on youtube right right after it aired on jimmy kim and after about the after watching it four or five times, I went, "No, I'm happy." Yeah, but I have to admit, it didn't instantaneously satisfy me. But after three or four, you know, repeat viewings, I went, "No, no, this is what I want." Yeah, no, I I was kind of almost exactly the same way. I was like almost a hundred percent satisfied with the first viewing. What actually threw me off, quite honestly, was the very last scene. It just it felt like such a shift in what they were trying to portray and the tone they were trying to set in the film. Yeah. It, it really was. It was that last scene with Wonder Woman was quite a bit different than everything else. It, it just totally, you know, not only are you throwing Wonder Woman in there, but you actually have a scene where you see Batman and Superman are obviously friends at this point, or at least, you know, cooperating with each other. And, and the fact they revealed Doomsday. And the fact they revealed Doomsday. Yeah. I don't, I'm honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I kind of agree with the criticism that I don't think they should have done that. Yeah. I mean, I think you can't argue with it. I, I'm not going to say that people are wrong to think that, but it kind of makes me think that there's got to be so much more to this beyond doomsday you i agree because i just i'm looking at all the strings in the air that, yeah. that like it's like you've got the the desert nightmare thing you've got the actual batman versus superman part but you get the lex Luthor part and the doomsday part and then wonder woman's got to be in there so 
somewhere. Yeah. And I, you know, when that Chuck Rovin interview said that, you know, there is a cut of this movie that's like almost four hours long. I'm like, I can believe it. Yeah, I can definitely believe it. So I, I agree with you. I think if they're going to reveal Doomsday, there has to be more. There has to be much more. Yeah. That you cannot have just blown the climb the the climax of the film. Right. Yeah. And so that's what I would tell people as well. You know, that are worried about this or that think they showed too much. They did not show too much. And in fact, uh, I want to kind of walk through this with you guys. So up to this point, um, we've had five different individual either trailers or teasers for Batman v Superman. On April fifteenth, we had a twenty-one second teaser, and it only showed four seconds of footage that's going to actually be in the movie. On April 17th, we actually had our first teaser trailer, and that was two minutes and 13 seconds long. And when you look at it, there was only 82 seconds of footage, actual footage of what's going to be in the movie. The rest of it was logos and, you know, showing the name of the film and things like that. On July 11th, we had trailer number one. Now that was a long trailer. That was three minutes and 39 seconds. And in that trailer, we added 175 seconds of new footage. And then we had the little Gotham teaser just a few days ago. And that was a 49 second teaser trailer, but there was only 31 seconds of new footage. And then with this trailer from yesterday, it was 180 seconds. So three minutes long. And taking out the footage we've already seen, this was 128 seconds of new footage. Now, when you add this all together, we've seen about 600 seconds of total footage between the five different trailers. So that's about 10 minutes when you add it all up. But when you look at it, it's only about seven minutes of unique footage across all of that. And so we're expecting that this is probably going to be probably about a 150 minute movie. That's less than 5% of the entire movie. So people complaining about this, we've only, we've seen less than 5% percent of the entire movie we've got about another 143 minutes of footage by my estimation so that's the response i have to the criticism that they showed too much they did not show too much folks we have so many great things ahead of us there's so many questions that haven't been answered and well we know we've got we know we've got the the cyborg cameo the aquaman cameo barry the allen possi- the, Flash. The, the barry allen cameo jenna malone whoever she's playing right um i mean i'm just thinking of all the actors who we know are in this movie and we still haven't seen any footage of yeah right uh scoot mcnary is one uh calvin mulvaney yes calvin mulvaney yeah yes. he's another one we have no idea who he is uh we have all this dream sequence stuff or or maybe like a vision whatever it ends up being we have no idea how all that comes about there's so many things we haven't seen here do not worry people this we there is so much we have not seen there's so many great things that are going to be revealed uh, you know all the things leading up to the battle it's we have seen nothing yet and who knows if that's even the final battle right right i mean we don't we don't even know that yeah so oh yeah. i am i am so watching this thing in imax 3d oh yeah <laughs> oh I well will i'll do that there. i'll do that as well as regular so uh but yeah i mean i cannot wait um you know th- there was this criticism about doomsday being revealed you got to remember doomsday is not the villain in this lex luther is the villain in this movie doomsday is essentially a weapon so, yes yeah which is what doomsday was in the comics right anyway and, but i'm glad they're keeping you know using zod at least keep sort of doomsday's kryptonian origin yeah so I, i'm happy with that um wow well, that's, I mean, that's all for this week's, this is a special additional uh, midweek podcast. Yeah. Th- thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show and our discussion. And as a reminder, we will also have our regular scheduled show coming out this Sunday. This is a special episode, guys. There, We still have our normal breakdown. This was all Batman v Superman trailer talk yep. for this episode. Yep, definitely. And a lot of fun as usual. And, you know, 
just a reminder, we'd love to hear from you. So if there's anything you'd like us to touch on, or if you want to talk some more about this trailer, you know, reach out to us. So Scott, where can people find us? Well, once again, the quickest way to get a hold of us is at our show's Twitter feed at Suicide Squadcast, which a lot of you have been tweeting us on that today. Yeah. <laughs> doing this trailer. So thank you. And we hope we've responded to enough of you today. Yep. Uh, you can also reach me at Scott DC 27. And Tim, where can they find you? Yep. You can reach me at Alan Fire on Twitter. And you could also reach us, the show, at Suicide Squadcast at gmail.com. So reach out to us. We love interacting with the listeners. And, uh, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Satchel Player, Google Play Music, RSS Feed. Find us, subscribe to us. Please continue to listen to us because it's just getting so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, this is fun. And I just love the support you guys have been giving us. So just please keep doing it and, you know, keep helping us to promote the show because, you know, the more interaction we can get, you know, the, the better it will be for all of us. So. Okay, guys, uh, just a little word, a little programming note. I will not be on this Sunday's episode of the podcast because I have a I'm on I'm going to be on a special little mission. Yep. But I we had to do this tonight so that I could talk about this. Yeah, I was not going to miss out on talking about this. No. So um, Tim will be taking over with a special guest this Sunday and hope you guys tune in for that. I'm sure there'll be more talk about this trailer. I am sure of it. Oh, yeah, we will. We'll definitely talk about the trailer again. So how can we not? Anyway, so that's it, guys. Thanks for listening in, and we hope you have a great week. The greatest gladiator match in the history of the world. Tim of the Midwest versus Scott of the South. Engineer versus Literature. Wielder of snow shovels versus Wielder of windbreakers. Pop versus soda. You're psychotic. Uh, that is a four-syllable word for any analogies that are too big for little minds. Uh, actually, that's a three-syllable word. Uh, whatever. <laughs>